Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado, your host for the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. I'm glad that you're back with us this week. We have another dynamic, powerful woman that's coming to give us some information that I think you're going to find very important in your life as you seek to live a life, a creative and satisfied life of self-care. Let me read her bio to you. Janine Beatty Gray. Uh, She is a pharmacist and she is recently retired from Merck and Company, a neuroscience, medical science liaison director after 27 years of service. She received her Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry from Dillard University, New Orleans, Louisiana, and her Doctorate of Pharmacy degree from Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida. She is a Florida licensed pharmacist. Janine has a special interest in health disparities in the African-American community. She is currently working on establishing a health and wellness company, which will provide formal and informal disease state uh, presentations to healthcare professionals, patients, and caregivers. Her goal is to provide information to help patients like you and I become better educated about the diseases and uh, such as diabetes and sleep disorders so that we uh, can better communicate with our doctors and other healthcare providers. In her spare time, Janine enjoys yoga, dancing, and interior decorating. She also enjoys traveling with her husband and family. She is actively involved in her sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She's involved with the Women of Color Empowerment Institute and her local church. She also serves as a mentor to many young adults, and she is the proud mother of one daughter and granddaughter uh, and grandmother of two. And so I want you to help me welcome my friend uh, Janine Beatty Gray to our show on this week. Welcome, Janine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Tony. It is such a pleasure to be here and to talk with you on this podcast today. I'm glad to have you. And I'm really, really excited, Janine, about our topic for this week because, um, you know, we are in a global pandemic. And um, one of the things that I have been, um, for me, I've noticed that there's been um, kind of a a break in, in my pattern of sleep. And I've seen some people on social media asking, you know, saying, hey, why am I up at two in the morning? I'm up at three in the morning and can't go back to sleep. And it seems that people are really having issues with sleep in this pandemic. I know my sleep has been impacted. My sleep pattern has been impacted. And I know that there are others. And then there are are those who are listening to this podcast this week who really, really um, have struggled with sleep disorders and um, just the whole issue of sleep. And so I'm so excited about our topic this week. When I heard you share a little bit about it at the Women of Color Empowerment Institute in one of our meetings, I knew then I had to have you on this podcast to talk about uh, sleep and sleep disorders and give us some strategies on how we can have better sleep. So thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing in that area. 
Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tony, for having me on today. And you know, as we talk about sleep, sleep is so important. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons um, we need to understand um, the importance of sleep is because it improves our health. And it improves our health either by, you know, how we sleep or and or why do we sleep? So I want to start with talking about how we sleep, and okay. that's important to understand. Mm -hmm. So we have neurotransmitters in our, our brain, and the neurotransmitters actually help us to wake and sleep. So okay. right now we're awake, and then you know as the night goes on, the day goes on, we fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Then we also have two other processes that occur in our brain. Okay, homeostasis and circadian rhythm. So with homeostasis, this is a process that works to keep things steady in our, okay. within our body, okay. like our blood pressure and our body temperature, and of course, sleep. So homeostasis tell us, tells us that our neurotransmitters need to increase longer so that you are awake and tells you your body when it's time to go to sleep. It also helps to make sure that you get enough sleep at night. And the second process is circadian rhythm. This is your internal clock, and it actually tells you when your body, when to feel sleepy and then when to feel alert during the day. Also, the circadian rhythm um, is controlled by dark and light. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have such a huge issue when we travel abroad or when the time changes because our circadian clock is off. And it takes, as you know, several days for you to adjust, exactly. you know, whether the time changes or whether you're tra traveling abroad. That's a huge adjustment for the circadian clock. The other um, issue of why do we sleep, the question always needs to be asked. Why do we sleep? And I think this is the important part of why we should make it a focus to get good sleep. One, it helps to restore our energy, mm -hmm. it rejuvenates our body, controls our moods, it lowers our blood pressure, and helps you to learn and make memories. You know, when we tell our young kids it's bedtime, it's time to go to bed before school, because it's very important for them to get good sleep in order to learn, um, be equipped to learn during the day. Also, it helps to make memories. And as you know, as you age, you you know, your short-term memory kind of, yes, you Lord. know, <laughs> goes away, but yeah. your long-term memory, you can kind of, you uh -huh. know, remember some of that. So uh -huh. that's all the reasons why we need to get good sleep. Also, very important at this time is it fights infection. As you know, when you get poor sleep mm -hmm. and your body's worn down, you're susceptible to colds and other viruses, yeah. particularly in this time with COVID-19, it's so important that we are getting good sleep. And I highly recommend adjusting to this time right now. Wow. So, I mean, you've given us so much to think about, you know, when you talk about, uh, first of all, that short-term memory, long-term memory. Um, yes. And you're right. It does. When we haven't rested, we, it is harder to remember things and you'll have what, you know, uh, my, my sister, she, yesterday we were talking and she was saying, you know, the chemo bank brain is real because you know she's gone through chemotherapy and she yes. talks about chemo brain and I said well girl I haven't gone through chemo brain therapy but I declare I got chemo brain because I'll go in a room and can't remember why I went in there absolutely <laughs> I am there with you and so I mean but this is so good and especially when you say um that it builds our immune system is what I'm hearing that when yes. we sleep 
when we have good sleep, it builds our immune system. And how important is that to where we are right now in this COVID-19 environment? Well, there's a couple of things about uh, sleep. Um, one, in the COVID-19 environment now, you know, people who um, have mental health issues, okay. such as anxiety, um, depression, and PTSD, all of these things are very important that that particular person gets the good sleep that they need. That means they need to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day because once you get off your good sleep schedule, mm -hmm. it then um, will add to more depression or more anxiety. And a lot of studies have shown that with depression, they're not sure if it's the chicken or the egg. Does okay. the depression come first? or does the sleep issue come first? Wow. But depression is a huge issue, as you know, around this COVID-19 mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, virus. And we all need to check in with each other to make sure that we are focusing on getting good sleep. Our body needs time every day to rest and heal. And that's what good sleep does. Wow. So what, so you said it restores our energy. Yes. Um, and, um, it, I heard you say it regulates our blood pressure. I'm taking notes here. Um, yes. uh, helps our, uh, helps us to learn. And yes. then I, I heard you say something about, um, uh, boosting our mood. I think yes. I heard you say something about that. So yes. why does it, why does it impact our mood? Well, because again, the circadian clock that we have mm -hmm. and the homeostasis that I was talking about a little earlier, mm -hmm. that's all a part of balancing our body. And when sleep wow. is impaired, that becomes an imbalance. And the imbalance is what leads to poor sleep. Wow. So if you are getting, and um, I will just go into uh, the next part of this about how much sleep do we need? Okay. That's so important because the National Sleep Foundation, which is a national um, organization that really talks about sleep and how important it is. And if anyone's interested, if you just Google National Sleep Foundation, they have some guidelines about sleep and how much sleep okay. you should have. Mm -hmm. But for an adult, it's recommended that you get at least seven to nine hours of sleep at night. And that's really so that you will feel refreshed. Now, sometimes some people will say, I don't need nine, seven hours. I can sleep six hours and be good. Or some people, I can sleep nine hours, you know, I, but most people can determine how much sleep they need to be what we call at our best the next day, rejuvenated the next day. And I encourage everyone to find that sweet spot of whether it's seven hours or wow. eight hours mm -hmm. and stick with it so that they can be rejuvenated and able to work effectively the next day. Wow. So Janine, what are yes. some common sleep disorders that we should be made aware of? What are some common sleep disorders? Well, for women, um, where I'm going to focus on women right now. Okay. There are three that uh, we have seen that occur most commonly in women, and mm -hmm. one is insomnia. In fact, mm -hmm. one in four women experience insomnia during their lifetime. Okay. And insomnia is categorized as the inability to fall asleep or stay asleep, waking up too early, or you wake up early and can't get back to sleep, wow. or not feeling rested at all. Mm -hmm. And it's very common in people with depression and anxiety. And because women have more um, anxiety and depression, we tend to suffer more from insomnia. Wow. And 
Then the other um, disorder that you will see is restless leg syndrome. Mm -hmm. And that's a nervous system disorder that it affects the um, legs. And it's an urge to move your legs. And typically this occurs during sleep, but um, the onset typically occurs during pregnancy. Now, sometimes after pregnancy, the um, restless legs syndrome, which is also called RLS, mm -hmm. goes away. But some women will still experience it post-pregnancy. And then the third um, common uh, sleep disorder is sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it also uh, talked about as obstructive sleep apnea or mm -hmm. OSA. Okay. And this is snoring that occurs. And sometimes people will snore. But if you snore all the time, every day, okay. and your bed partner says you're snoring and you're stopping breathing mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, at night, then that's a huge concern. Concern. And one of the reasons for snoring or sleep apnea, um, during menopause, women lose estrogen. Okay. And estrogen is the hormone that helps to regulate sleep. And so now we're finding that uh, a lot of women are undiagnosed with sleep apnea, and it can wow. be very deadly. So it is important that if we are frequent snore, that you be evaluated by your healthcare provider. Okay. Wow. Okay. So should, so when we're, um, when you say we should be seen by, um, our physician, what kind of things should we be looking for when we talk to our physicians? Are there any specific, um, questions we should be asking or, or any particular type of treatment we should be inquiring about? Yes. So when you go and see your physician, so you've decided there are a number of things that you uh, at this point say, you know, I have a sleep disorder. Mm -hmm. So you're having problems with what I described a few minutes ago as insomnia, um, or you just can't get good sleep, or you're, um, you're getting up every night you know, to mm -hmm. urinate, or you may be a woman that's going into premenopause or menopause, and mm -hmm. that definitely affects your sleep. So when should you go see a physician? Typically, if you have done all the things that you know that you should do, so you go to bed at the same time every day, you don't drink caffeine before going to bed, mm -hmm. you don't drink alcohol before going to bed, and if you exercise, you exercise at least five to six hours before going to bed, mm -hmm. um, and then you remove all of those distractions out of your bedroom, such as your TV, your iPad, your cell phone. Um, you, you know, may play some relaxing music, but if your room is, has too much light, you might need to use, you know, eye covers or mm -hmm. you have too much noise. Some people use noise canceling, um, earbuds okay. or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, any, any of those things to say, mm -hmm. okay, I've done, I've taken everything away. I've taken a warm bath and I still can't go to sleep. Then that says it's time to go to the doctor. Okay. So the doctor will ask you several questions and it's best to kind of do a sleep diary okay. um, before mm -hmm. going to a doctor because then he can look at that diary and say, okay, out of this week, you slept three days well that you describe as, mm -hmm. as good sleep. Mm -hmm. And then he'll ask you, are, are you under stress? You know, have you, you know, loss of job at this point could mm -hmm. be a reason. 
um, or there's, you know, other uh, physical things that may be going on. You know, some people have a, a hyperthyroidism, which yeah, also I have will that. Impact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. that will impact mm-hmm. your sleep. Yes, and so the physical exam is what will dictate, you know, a rule out other uh, comorbid conditions that would impact sleep. And if okay. after ruling out all of that, then he will tell you. So here's the next steps of what we need to do. Okay. So listen, don't self-diagnose yourself as with a sleep disorder. Make sure that you're doing. So some of those strategies, Janine, I want you to go back over because you gave some good tips on how we um, can improve our sleep. I heard, I heard that in there when you were saying remove those distractions. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of those strategies and distractions? Again, I want our podcast listeners and if you're listening, I want you to take notes, especially if you've been dealing dealing with uh, sleep issues. If you're not been able to sleep in this pandemic or even before this pandemic, you're finding that sleep is difficult for you or you may have already been diagnosed with a sleep disorder. And this is confirmation or just some more review for you. So please, please listen to what she's saying. So give us those strategies again for getting better sleep. So some of the most common tips to provide uh, that I can provide to you today Mm -hmm. is try to go to sleep when you feel sleepy Mm -hmm. and get up. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, cannot um, go to sleep within 20 minutes of going to bed. Okay. Um, Do not take a nap after 3 p.m. Do not drink caffeinated or alcohol before bedtime. Mm -hmm. And I hope everyone would not be smoking at this time. But if you are a smoker, I would recommend that you not smoke Mm -hmm. and particularly don't smoke before going to bed. Okay. Because nicotine can activate um, your brain and cause you not to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Also exercise. We we always encourage exercise, but it's not recommended that you exercise um, five to six hours before going to sleep. And I know that, that I is, know that's right, because I, I'm an avid uh, yeah. exercise queen and I, I yeah. work out. Y'all know me. Y'all know Dr. Tony. I'm up early in the morning and I'm working out five. I do usually work out five days a week. I remember wow. one time I tried to I, at, at pick particular times that when I couldn't go in the morning, I would try to switch it up and go in the evening. Oh my God, it would take me forever to go to sleep if I worked yes. out in the evening. So now I just don't work out in the evening. It, I have to do it in the morning. That's my rhythm. And um, so if you are an afternoon or evening uh, uh, person that has to work out in the evening for work or whatever, you recommend not doing that how many hours before? Five to six hours. Five so to six I would, hours. Yeah, if you go to bed mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock, then don't exercise after 5 p.m. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so to, and to your point, too, you don't want to eat or drink within three hours of going to bedtime. Because as you get older, you know, if you eat or drink, <laughs> well, first of all, if you eat, then all of that energy will need to be used to digest your food. Right. And then if you drink too much, then you're going to have to get up and, and go, go to the bathroom. To the right. Uh-huh. And so you got to you gotta feel around. You want to turn on the light. You got to feel around to make sure you don't run into a wall or trip over something. And let's not, and let's not forget, Jenny, the older yes. we get, ladies, y'all know, we, we can't <laughs> Hold it as long, so you're trying to rush to the bathroom in the middle of the night. (laughs) And you don't want to hit your toe Uh on the bedpost Uh trying to get to the bathroom. Uh 
And then I would just also suggest that you have a routine that makes you relax. So some okay. people reading a book, you can listen to music, take a bath, a bubble bath, you know, find your sweet spot that makes you relax. Okay. And then find your sweet spot. I love that. Find your sweet spot. Listen, find your yes. sweet spot. Find it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. All right. So those are some, any other tips other than those? Well, my last one, and I'm guilty of this, uh, I have to watch HGTV before <laughs> going to bed. It helps me relax, uh-huh. but you're not, to, you shouldn't watch TV. Um, the mobile phone, we talked about this before, Dr. Tony. That yes. phone, the text messages Ooh. and all the other group needs come through and beep, beep, beep goes on. Uh-huh. So I would suggest. And you're on social media scrolling. Yes. Yes. Looking again. And so that light, which is called the blue light that comes from an iPad or an iPhone, mm-hmm. will actually stimulate your brain to think you should be awake. Oh. So I would suggest. Are you serious? Thing. Yes. The blue, the blue light. light. Did you hear that? It's called the blue light. The blue light so, on your phone or your iPad is designed yes. to make your brain. What did you Active. say? Active. active so you, it, it, it lets, you should be awake it thinks that you should be awake this is why yes. you have to put that phone away turn it yes. off put it in another room yes i got it okay yes it sounds like i'm talking to you dr tony <laughs> <laughs> yes you are <laughs> so I have, you know, tried many of these tips. I, you know, when working, I would go through the processes of what I had to do the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I, I did I do this? Did I do that? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I put a um, a notepad next to my bed, and I would just write out some things before I, the things the next mm-hmm. t- the to do list mm-hmm. to do the next day, and then I can sleep very solidly um, after doing my to do list. Wow. And that's that's a very good way of resting your brain and get good sleep. Wow. And again, wake up as best you can the same time the next day. And during this COVID-19 experience, you know, virus, I would say stick to your sleep schedule as it was, you know, when you were going out to go okay. to work. Okay. Uh, because that way you're, you are in rhythm with your body and just stay in rhythm. Mm. And that's what we all need to do at this point. Stay in rhythm with your body. I love that. And you know, it's going to be so important because in this COVID-19 environment that we're in with this pandemic, um, we're working from home and we're doing all kinds of Zoom calls and webinars and things of that nature. And so even with that, we got to put in some boundaries so that we, we know when to cut it off so that we can begin to let our bodies shut down, if you will, for lack of a better term. I don't know if that's proper but yes. to say just shutting, shutting it down so and that we can begin to go to sleep yes wow 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 janine well i'm telling you let me ask you this let, let me ask you one other one other question are there sure. any apps or any things that you can recommend that we use for for that meditative time that to prepare yes. that atmosphere for us to go to sleep uh, there are several apps. Um, one, Shut Eye is one that's been commonly used 
So when you look at um, treatment, um, the, the, you can treat it, you know, pharmacologically or non-pharmacologically. Okay. And so I would consider an app as treating it non-pharmacologically. Okay. And so there is, um, you know, some things that you can do, I, you know, describe some of the tips that you can do. But you know, there's also what we call CBTI, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And typically a psychologist would administer this and it just show te- teaches you some behavioral techniques mm-hmm. um, but there are also some uh, relaxation training and then this this app called shut eye is one that it does almost the same thing mm-hmm. it's teaching you strategies to manage your sleep and some people are just so wired up that you know, it just takes them a while to really get in to change that habit. And so some of these um, apps and other things, I think there was one on TV that I, I saw the other day. I can't remember the name of it, but it would count down for breathing. Okay. And I thought it was such a, a neat way because it comes on during the day and you actually stop it and breathe. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that helps you to just, as we talked about, relax. And so that's the pharmacological, non-pharmacological. Mm-hmm. When you look at, look at pharmacological, there are some things over the counter. Now, if you're a person who likes to use, use natural products, mm-hmm. um, there's lavender that's on, you know, melatonin mm-hmm. um, is recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even magnesium um, mm-hmm. that helps to relax your mm-hmm. um, brain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people, like when traveling from one coast to the other, mm-hmm. Tylenol PM has been, you know, commonly used because it causes to sleep, but that's not something that you want to use, you know, every day to go to sleep. Okay. But those are some of the things over the counter. Mm-hmm. And then if it really, really gets bad and you've seen a, a clinician mm-hmm. and he recommends a particular prescription, mm-hmm. there's a class of drugs called the sedative hypnotics and they can be benzodiazepines. You probably have an, you know, a volume. These are old, older products, mm-hmm. um, but there's a, a, you know, newer products, orexin antagonists and non-benzodiazepines. And, you know, they have their, their effectiveness in a short term for people who maybe have short-term insomnia, maybe you've mm-hmm. lost a loved one, a husband has passed, and you're just having trouble sleep. It is okay to admit that you have trouble mm-hmm. sleeping and then give you a, a short-term prescription medication. However, you know you still need to use those bedtime tips mm-hmm. to help with shifting you into better sleep. Those beds, I like the way you put that, bedtime tips. Good. And um, what do you think about aromatherapy? Does that help? Absolutely. In okay. fact, I love aromatherapy. I do too. In the hot I, bath. I thought about that when you said lavender. Yes. I, that's one of the... And breathing yes. the lavender in. Yeah. And taking some breaths. Yeah. And deep breaths to it. So I certainly um, highly recommend aromatherapy. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wear Fitbit. And um, I know some people do the Apple Watch and other things. And sometimes in the middle of the day, my Fitbit will just kick me and say, breathe. Yes. You know? My Apple Watch does too. Yeah, yeah. Or stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, move. <laughs> yes, move. Oh, you didn't move enough today. So 
So I, I think all of these um, devices that we have mm -hmm. are very good, but some people can get overwhelmed with okay. a, a device. Okay. So you have to find what works with your lifestyle. And, you know, I didn't bring up nutrition, but nutrition is very important as well. Okay. When we're looking at good sleep, you know, you don't want to eat, you know, a tub of ice cream before going oh, to Jesus. bed. So look oh, at Jesus. what you're eating <laughs> before. And we talked about, you know, that red wine, a lot of people encourage red wine. And one glass, I'm not going to say is, will do you in, but watch how close you drink the red wine before going to bed okay. because it will um, impact your um, solid sleep. Okay. Um, so, you know, go to sleep, but you'll wake up. So wow. just be careful of that, that one glass of wine. Sometimes. Okay. And so now sleep studies, do those things, yes. are those done? You, you have to request that from your doctor? Yes. Now that's the other thing. When you get diagnosed uh, by a clinician that you have a sleep disorder, he will recommend a sleep study. Now a sleep study is done in a sleep lab and it's a polysonography is done and it you, they hook you up to this machine. Mm -hmm. It will record your brain activity, mm -hmm. it will record your heart rate, your breaths. Um, it'll look to see if you stop breathing, which I mentioned in sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 you know the snoring is also um, looked at during uh, a, a sleep study. So all the, you'll get the results back because it is a you know you go to just like you're going to bed at mm -hmm. home, mm -hmm. but you're hooked up to a machine. And you know it's very important if you if someone thinks that you have sleep apnea because a lot has not been seen in women or mm -hmm. studied in women and there are some times and particularly men um, that have died during their sleep and they, they've had sleep apnea and was undiagnosed so wow. we do need to take this very serious if you think you have sleep apnea snoring and you stop stop breathing during your sleep um, it is very, very important serious. that you go Yes. And it's, wow. you know, not to be taken um, lightly. Okay. Well, Janine, I'm telling you, you have given us a whole lot. Um, and um, I think one time before I was sharing with you how, um, how I feel like sleep is not just a physical issue, but I also feel like it's a spiritual thing um, coming from my background, from theological perspective. Um, I, I, when I look at the Bible and look at different scriptures in the Bible that talk about sleep and peace and God giving us good, giving his beloved sleep and peace that surpasses all understanding. And even when I look at the narrative of Elijah and one of the, in the, in, I think it's first Kings or, uh, when Elijah would had just come out of a, a, a battle and the Bible says he got, he was dealing with depression. And, um, one of the things that God did was cause a deep sleep to fall on him. And then when he awakened, he ate a meal and went on to his next assignment. And so this sleep thing is so, so, so important. And when you told me that you, you deal with that and you're teaching on that. And yes. I think one time before you told me about like a sleep, I think you call it sleep circles or, or, um, sleep clubs or something like that, where people are actually encouraging each other around, around sleep. 
Yeah, yeah, actually, I always check in with my friends, you know, I'll send out a message, how are you sleeping? You know, before this COVID-19 mm. um, virus, we were all so, so busy. Um, you know, a lot, you know, professional women mm. or women who work, you know, the other things we don't uh, say a lot about, you know, we understand that the healthcare workers are working over time, but, you know, changing your, um, you know, people who work night schedules, right? Um, it's awful for sleep. So, and, you know, and studies have shown that um, hospital workers and anyone who works on a shift, um, shift workers mm-hmm. are more likely to have heart attacks because their sleep is interrupted. Wow. And so it is very important if you're a healthcare, healthcare worker, that you also look at getting good sleep, especially if you're that 11 to 7 um, person, mm. um, that you still focus on your sleep because it is change. Remember, long time ago, you know, the street lights went out and it was quiet and dark. And exactly. At the same time. I mean, we knew now, the street, you had to be home when the street lights oh, went off. And that exactly. was, and you know what else? The television went off. Remember when exactly. the television you, went, I tell my children, the, you all yes. have television 24 seven. We were growing up. The television exactly. went off at, at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> and then you would hear that, did see that little line go through the TV and you yes. hear the, that mean that everything is shut down until the next morning. Yes. Right. So, but now we yes. don't shut down. We don't shut at down. All. It's 24 wow. hours. 24 so hours. This, this is the time that we are taking this time now to really focus. And I, I think, you know, for me, I'm just so um, happy that you asked me to talk about sleep. And um, it just really gives me an opportunity to really sit back and understand now what what is actually, what is God saying to us now? Right. And I think it is that we get rest. Mm-hmm. And um, because otherwise we'd be still going. You right, know, still, right, right. Still out there. Right. And, and, so- and, and I love what you said in checking in on your friends, you yes. said, ask them, how is your sleep? We don't ask people that. No, we no. don't ask, how is and, your sleep? Yeah. And, you know, um, the other thing is sleep. There is some data that says that um, the immune, we talked about the immune system, but also cancer is also being um, related to poor sleep because wow. there's a um, interferon and TNF alpha. And I know those terms are, you know, more scientific terms, but mm-hmm. you'll, you know, if you learn more about cancer, you'll find that these, this level, um, that's why you need good sleep is it removes TNF alpha and all these interferons and things that are um, thought to cause cancer. So I go to sleep every night just thanking God for one, that I would get good sleep, but also to remove all this this unwanted waste is what we call it from our bodies. And that's wow. what sleep ultimately does. Wow, wow, wow. Whew, I tell you what, I know sometimes in my own life, uh, just a good nap was just was all I needed or a good night's yes. sleep. And even when stress, when things are happening, it's just yes. something about sleep that even when you wake up the next day, even if the problem is still there, your perspective has changed or you see yes. things differently, you can handle it maybe even better. And and so this, that's why I say sleep is so important, spirit, soul, yes. and body. I yes. thank you so much, Janine. Listen, how can we find you? How can my listeners find you? 
Well, I have actually, because of you, Dr. Tony, I have, I, by next Friday, I will have my um, company all up and ready to go. My mom and I have been working on a name uh, for it, but it is to help with the journey to wellness is what I know that is going to be a part of my, my wellness and my health is so important and everyone's health is so important. Wow. So my focus right now is to get that um, LLC done this week that's right um, get it done you I know that's my thing done. get it done i'm gonna check you i'll check you on it i'm gonna and check I, in with you say how's how's your sleep and then i'm gonna yeah, say yeah. how's that llc coming exactly <laughs> and so i just want to again thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about sleep and health and one important message that i want to leave with you today in your audience is sleep does matter Oh. And so if we could just take that every day and say, you know, my sleep does matter. My sleep does matter. The sleep does matter. Wow. And then go to sleep. And go to sleep. Wow, wow, wow. And Janine, so once yes. we once you get that LLC up, will you uh, make sure I get it so I can get it to my yes. listeners? I absolutely With that will. website is going to be and all of that. But right now, yes. are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? I- I am on Instagram, on my personal Instagram page, which Mm -hmm. I'm fine with everyone. It's J Lynette, L Y N E T T E, Uh 18. J Lynette, 18 18. is my Instagram. And I'll be happy to answer any questions um, regarding sleep. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. I look forward to working with you again. You know, we are part of the Women of Color Empowerment Institute. And um, I'm on the health committee with you that you lead our health committee. And it's a pleasure to serve on that committee with you. And so listen, your sleep matters. Did you hear what she said? Our sleep matters. And that's the last thing she want to leave with us. Remember your sleep matters. Check in on your friends. Ask your friends, how is your sleep? Use these sleep strategies. Turn it off at night. Go to bed. Turn off that television. Turn off your your phone. Drink a nice cup of tea. Get some aromatherapy. Make sure your room and the lighting in your room is proper, properly uh, darkened so that you can fall asleep. And by all means... If you are having issues, seek medical uh, advice and attention because you want to live and you want to live a satisfied, a healthy life. You want to have a good attitude. You want to have a good mood. You want to rid your body of all the things that can cause cancer and all other kind of diseases. Certainly, you don't want to die in your sleep from sleep apnea and uh, sleep disorders. So listen, listen, this is so important. It's so important, especially right now. Your sleep matters. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.